Welcome to One of Two Hundred, the Independent Media and Politics Podcast, coming to you from Auckland, uh, where both me and my co-host have miraculously um, been somewhat untouched by the extensive, catastrophic flooding that has hit the city. Welcome to the pod, Justine. Oh, it's good to be here. Um, I'm kind of w- woken up feeling like I like everything's surreal. I live in an apartment though, so I just watched the city flood from atop my perch. Um, you know, <laughs> unable to do anything about it. <laughs> Look, we're in the media. We're all vultures. What yeah, else are we yeah, going to yeah. do except wait uh, <laughs> atop our perches? Yeah. Um, yeah, but honestly, what a crazy, um, what a crazy night. Yeah. Uh, your, your place is okay. Yeah, everything's like pretty okay here. Like we had some leaks, um, but yeah, you can walk down the road and there are places which are completely flooded. Mm. Um, we've just been really lucky. Yeah, it's still you know it's still relatively early. Not I mean mid morning here in Auckland, ten a.m. when uh, while we're recording, and so the extent of the damage is still kind of becoming known to all of us. Oh yeah, we are recording on. We should probably like do a yeah. timestamp for this one, eh? Yeah. Um, we are recording on the twenty eighth um, of January, uh, a Saturday. Uh, so the morning after like the the really heavy uh, downpour. Yeah, that no one saw coming apparently. Yeah, it's like definitely not out of the woods yet. Um, yeah. At least now the emergency response has somewhat stood up. Mm. Uh, so when people are evacuating, you know, there there are clear places to go. Um, but but it just, it went real quick. Mm. Um, and met, a, say, an administration Um a leadership that was absolutely not prepared. I mean, to say the least, right? Like, um, I think it's, you know, I think we should say that uh, it wasn't the amount of rain that fell in just how quick and, you know, just like how quickly it came down. That wasn't predicted by Met Service. You know, I was predicted to be bad, but the extent of it, um, you know, that actually happened was not predicted. But at the same time, it was pretty evident by around 5 p.m., you know, uh, yesterday evening, that this was going to be hazardous, a hazardous night. Um, and despite that, there was absolutely no communication. Um, it was, you know, like, as as someone with some sense, <laughs> like... Uh, Sorry, I haven't know, got many of those here. You know, like, like you know, I, I could, like, see that we shouldn't be leaving the house. We should stay... Um, in place and there was later like communication from Auckland Civil Defence to to shelter in place if you could but of course you know that's what like a press release um, a Twitter post and a Facebook post like not nearly what was needed to actually communicate to Aucklanders the danger that was that you know that that the the flooding posed last night so yeah we really did experience a catastrophic failure of um, of leadership and, you know, it's just tragedy. It's a tragedy, really it is, because I think a lot of people were put in harm's way um, that didn't necessarily, that, you know, um, if they'd known, potentially wouldn't have, you know, gone out in the circumstances. So I just, um, I don't even know what to say, really. Because, yeah, I mean, like, the biggest tell of all of this is the Elton John concert, eh? Mm-hmm. 
So the Elton John's playing in Mount Smart. It was like a huge concert, like uh, like thirty thousand people were expected to attend, or was it forty thousand? Like huge numbers. Tens which, of thousands. Which, quite frankly, guys. Firstly, let's talk about taste. No, I'm just joking. Whoa, look, I don't want to get cancelled here, Justine. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I like Elton John. But really, 40,000 people? Okay. <laughs> and it was really, like, like you know, just evident that the, the concert needed to be cancelled. And this was coming from counsellors. This was coming from mm-hmm. journalists. This was coming from experts, just on social media, pleading for some leadership around um, the concert. And it was only at the very last minute when all the people had already gone there that they made the decision to cancel it, leaving yeah tens of thousands of people to brave the elements to then get home without any infrastructure or plan. And there's just no excuse for that. I'm sorry. There's just no excuse for that. Like people were put in harm's way last night by um, our derelict leadership. And it didn't, it absolutely didn't have to happen that way. Like, I don't know if it was a a fear that there'd be a backlash if they got it wrong. Like, oh, we canceled the concert and it only rained half as much as it ended up raining, you know? Um, or if they just didn't have their um their eyes on the ball um and and just weren't able to act despite knowing uh that this was happening. Um we have to learn to live with rain. Um, and flooding, Kyle. You know, it's time to uh, oh. get on with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there already wasn't the best infrastructure for people to travel out there. You had a whole bunch of people traveling in a, in a variety of different ways. Um, if you've been following on social media at all, you would have seen the buses traveling around Auckland with the water washing in the doors, like basically driving through rivers to try and get people home. Big ups to like, Everyone who's yeah, who's out working in this, yeah. um, and the emergency services and the like, who have been out there like making sure that people can be safe. But the necessity for that would have been so much lower if there'd be been at the very least contingencies in place, you know. So stuff was ready to go, and that resource was ready to be uh, allocated to emergency services before. What was it? It was around 10 o'clock that the deputy mayor declared a state of emergency and then, like, not till later that Wayne Brown came and did it officially? It was 9.30 that Desley Simpson, yeah, the deputy mayor, uh, declared a state of emergency and then 10 when it was officially declared by the mayor, which this is literally three hours after we... It was evidently clear that this was one of the worst disasters unfolding. In Auckland's history, like I mean, this is huge. I've uh, never seen flooding like this. I've never seen this. This is like billions. Three hundred years. Three hundred years I've lived here. <laughs> I, I mean, Kyle's really old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, people were saying it's a one in two hundred, one in five hundred year event. I mean, I think these kinds of statements are ridiculous in an era of um, catastrophic climate change. So you know, perhaps we should um, redefine how we. Um, our metrics but um in terms of yeah unprecedented um it was it, it, it look i mean the damage is is catastrophic like it's it's astounding yeah. and it's it's to both public infrastructure and private dwellings you Absolute, know it's not yeah. um it's not like just roads got washed away it's just hundreds thousands of individuals who who's like bottom floor of their house will be uninhabitable now 
I saw someone commenting that this could be like the Christchurch earthquake in the sense that it'll it'll increase the insurance premiums of everyone in the country because of just the amount of damage that's happened and the the you know insane insurance payouts that are going to have to happen now. Yeah. Of course, not to say anything of the people you know the more vulnerable um, people who, who don't have insurance who've lost everything. I mean, this is yeah, but returning back to the sort of, I think you know we obviously we're a political podcast so you know this is an actual disaster um and that in and of itself is you know a tragedy and a catastrophe but what is something to really be angry about is that we were effectively abandoned by um our local leadership Auckland's leadership last night yeah. um in our time of need uh there was you know I think like the biggest uh, sign of that is and I think we're used to, I, I think, you know, we've been relatively lucky because this government has been excellent in a crisis. Their comms, their management of crises have been amazing. I mean, do you remember um, last, uh, in 2021, um, there was a tsunami warning uh, on the East Coast in the Bay of Plenty. Um, and the communication was, was quick. It was sharp. Um, everyone knew the, you know, the potential danger. Um I remember because my mum was living there at the time. So, you know, I was like, ah, and I got a text, you know, to let me know yeah. that there was a, something potentially, uh, there was danger over there. Um, here we had like a far worse, like by any comparison situation, a far more dangerous, like actually unfolding situation, not a risk, like an actual yeah. unfolding catastrophe. And there was not a single word from leadership. There was no text. I mean, this is like one of the fail safe ways they, they're able to communicate with us is to text us and, you know, to, to send an emergency alert through our phones, we, which we, which most people have. Yeah. And Wayne um, Brown was on the, um, on our did this morning saying he doesn't know why, um, that didn't go out. It was meant to send out apparently, no, no. although like, he didn't even say that he kind of, oh. he didn't seem, he didn't seem aware at all of the fact that that should have happened. Um, he didn't know. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't across. Um, I've, I've never, like, I honestly, this is like, this is like, Trump levels of incompetence. Like, has absolutely no idea what he's doing. Sorry. Don't be uh, sorry. He wasn't, he wasn't able to answer a single question. He didn't know what was going on. They asked him about the situation. He basically said it rained a lot. Thanks, mate. Yeah, and even last night when um, he was kind of being interviewed about stuff, he was just making the most inane comments and responses. So he said stuff like, oh, what we really need is for the rain to stop. That's it. You know, like... That was the response to being asked if this was an emergency situation. Eerily um, reminiscent of the time that Judith told us that she was going to stop COVID at the border just with the sheer power of her mind. Just, they, like, all that, how how they respond in rhetoric or how, how they communicate um, in interviews, uh, you know, he could be doing that angrily or he could sound like he knows nothing um, and the response could still be fine. But in, in this case, it was neither. No. Um, um, and part of that was that he needed to enact a state of emergency so that resources and allocation could begin for emergency services and for civil defence. Exactly. Um, it's shocking how long it took. It's absolutely shocking. It's shocking the lack of communication. And I'm really worried that we're going to see the human cost and i don't mean just in lives but i mean like in terms of though for you know two people have died and two, other, two people are missing so you know that 
I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to speculate on, <laughs> I'm not going to try lay, you know, the blame of that on <laughs> the administration or anything like that yet. Um, but, uh, but people need leadership in times of crisis and there was uh, none last night. And, yeah. um, you know, people do need to be told when it's unsafe, they expect to be told. Um, they trust yeah. our authorities to, to look after them. So yeah, for, for better or worse, that is still better or worse. That's, that's the still case. how it is. Yeah. And so because there was no communication, people thought it was safe and it wasn't. Yeah. And I think that's really a really key thing to keep in mind for everyone is that, you know, like for some of us who are who are incredibly anxious, um, we're following everything and we're seeing all this stuff happening. Um, and we're like, okay, I'm not gonna go into that. Um, but that's not true for everyone. You know, so some people slightest. still expect to like, if there's something really bad, I'll, you know, there'll be an emergency warning about it. Like there'll be a, a reason um, or um, an authority figure will tell me that it can't. And like, that's not uh, a failure of theirs, you know, that is. And that's like also, a social contract. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't clear that it was bad everywhere in Auckland. Um where I was, I mean, there was a, a small river running down the road. Um, it was pretty clear. And I checked social media and I saw, like, this is incredibly bad. Um, but other places were hit less bad. Um, and if they decided to go out and drive in their car, there's a good chance they would have hit floodwaters pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and of course, like, these situations develop very, very, very quickly, right? Um, so, Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not just as well that that kind of emergency communication was missing. It is the disrespect um, and the arrogance from the mayor over the last 24 hours has severely undermined, like, political leadership in, in the city. Um, we had Brown saying last night um, at the stand-up after 11, um, but like, he wasn't like standing up in front of the cameras and like speaking to Auckland until like late, late at night. Um, and even then he had some poor like senior council worker um, answering most of the questions for him. And it was saying stuff like, it's not my job to rush out there with buckets. Like. He can't seem to help himself. Yeah. yeah no shit, mate. Um, he's, yeah, he, look, he's not a leader. He's defensive. He's arrogant. He's unable to respond. He, uh, he doesn't want to talk to the media, which um, makes a lot more sense uh, listening to him last night and this morning. He's clearly not up to the job, Doesn't isn't across anything, yeah. doesn't know what he's fucking doing. I mean, dude, um, like, I, I'm not going to trust anything he says at this point. Like, why Why would you? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is just such a look. I mean, his him him being in this position is just such a disaster, Falkland. Well, and then this morning, like horrifically, he, as you said, he went on the defensive um, and started pointing things at Wellington leadership, saying, "I'll let's see how they deal with an earthquake." <laughs> cool. Like, that was yeah. You know, that was just unbelievable. Are you serious? <laughs> is this is this what we have to expect? I, you know, we, we we go in on politicians in Wellington pretty frequently um, as being out of touch, but even some of the worst 
uh, in the National or ACT Party wouldn't display this level of maliciousness. No, yeah. No, it's it's really, really bad. I mean, even Christopher Luxon tweeted last night to the mayor. Yeah, too late. Too late, but declare a state of emergency. Like, you know it's bad. I mean, mm -mm, I don't even know what to say. Like, I actually don't even know what to say. It's it's Mm -hmm. absolutely... Um, it's it was surreal. It was actually just utterly surreal. You just, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, this is um, I mean, like you know, it reminded me of. <laughs> it's just like everything. It's just so. It's just everything. Like it's appalling. The one is like clearly our city's infrastructure is not up to the job. I mean. Um, there'll be reviews and all that, but I don't need to wait to say that we are not prepared yeah, climate, climate resilient, you know, we simply, um, at the same time, we, you know, the most fucking venal, um, like assholes in this country are busy mobilizing against water reforms to, to actually upgrade our water systems to, and to ensure some measure of climate resilience. Um, you know, like it's, the the irony of it all can't you really can't understate like just how oh the worst elements of our society are truly um literally trying to drown us is how i'm feeling <laughs> like um yeah yeah it's it's not a great situation and as as much as anything else we if we move into kind of some of the political or structural um issues around this it does show that deficit and the extent to which resource and planning has just been stripped out of our uh, our political fabric. For decades, we've barely been proactive um, at a central or regional level. Um, it's all been reactive. So thinking about things like slips or like um, old water infrastructure, things get fixed when they break. Um, and I think everyone's experienced that over the last couple of decades. Now, what about what happens when everything breaks at once, right? And this is a and a the di- systems are done president pressure, right? Yeah, and and this is like a direct uh, result of a lack of resource for maintenance uh, and for rebuild um, and for new infrastructure being built. Like it's, it's very obvious that it's the case. And I, I really hope this stuff is a wake-up call. I, I, I want to quickly call out to Three Waters, which people are kind of saying, oh, but we could get, like, now we definitely need Three Waters. No, that like that is not what the fix is going to be. Three Waters doesn't necessarily solve this. No, what solves yeah. this is a resource. You could, you could give all that resource to councils, and you could also have a Three Waters kind of framework in uh, that still fails to deliver because it's still thinking about crises and infrastructure in the same way. We'll see what central government brings to the table on this, but yeah, this should absolutely be a wake up call. Um, yeah, I yeah i I'm not sure it will be. We're get, we're probably going to get a lot of oh no one could have known. Um, you know, once in a hundred year, once in two hundred year event. So like, it's not going to happen again. We we know it is. Like, you know, we we've, we've had a lot of warning of this, and in, in countries with. Uh, even even worse infrastructure than ours, where, where this has been happening for the last decade or so. Um, all the all the signs are there. All the information you need is there. I just, yeah, it comes down to leadership again, though. 
um, and not just leadership like from the top, from cabinet or from central government or from the mayor and, and councillors, but from the ministries and from treasury to say, all right, we just we need a step change. We we need to to do something different here because otherwise you get you get washed out like every other month. You know, like you're gonna have a crisis every other month. You just got rolling crises. There'll be continued like long term costs of those for your citizens, um, and you do not have the structures in place to support them. No. Um, you know, we did see some leadership last night that we should probably like not like you know obviously not to the extent we need, Carl. I think that's a really good point. Um, but I did see you know the councillors like Josephine Bart uh, Bartley Bartley Bartlett. Gosh, I should know her name. Um, Richard Hills, Chloe Swarbrick, like showing leadership to Aucklanders um, at a time when the mayor was as absent. So, you know, just shout out to them as well as to the bus drivers and all the workers who um, had to deal with, had to got people home safe and also had to deal with ah, just absurd and awful working conditions last night. Um, we have a lot of work to do, eh? Um, and I think it's apparent that we're not, like we really have to demand better we have to, and also no one's really going to save us in the longer term yeah yeah it's i, I don't know like how we're going to do that like one of the really uplifting things has been that there's been a lot of mutual aid like people are getting out there and helping each other um helping their neighbors um volunteering where they can you know the those values are very strong in the city um and the, the thing is, though, that they, they can only do the best they can, right? Like, they needed some of those evacuation centers set up if they wanted to go and volunteer at them. You know, they they need to know where and how to gather um, and help. Because we can't all just, like, be off doing, like, an individual another, response either. Kyle, that's another thing that the, the, the mayor seemed to accidentally reveal on RNZ this morning, that basically the reason there was a delay in... Um, declaring a state of emergency is because they didn't have evacuation centers sorted and so they had to have that before they declared a state of emergency I exactly mean, what the absolute fuck no i mean sorry can i can we just be clear like the the demand um is wayne brown needs to resign he needs to absolutely resign. i like one of you the need to go, so. one of the most insane things that uh, we heard last night is that a number of the evacuation centers had actually flooded out themselves yeah which you know like if you are planning for a flooding event if you are seeing from 5 p.m you know that things are going this is what you should be preparing for but there was you know yeah i don't know i don't know if it was wishful thinking pure ignorance like we, we won't know there'll be a review no doubt and we'll you know um find out but um no it was absolutely atrocious uh and uh i don't think aucklanders will be forgetting this uh, wayne brown needs to resign and so that's uh what we need to do now we need to go hound him out of office because it's just unacceptable i'm really glad he's been able to get um some unfiltered wayne brown on the record uh because other um and we're getting into the media stuff here but we, we've got him in his own words being a piece of shit um about what's happened over the last 24 hours um meanwhile uh we've got i think news talk zb saying that he's approaching the crisis with humor um that's their framing of this so like there's going to be an active um kind of pr 
aspect of this as well. I hope that everyone gets to hear um, and see what Wayne Brown is um, and and remembers that rather than like a, a PR, um, a public relations spin getting getting stood up uh, and people kind of forgetting as, yeah. as this improves. Because a lot of the people affected are not, they're just going to have to get on with it. Yeah. You know, and, and so some of them are going to have to move. Um, people's houses are destroyed. People's livelihoods. People's yeah. cars. Like, we're all, there are already ongoing crises in the city. And I don't, I mean, you know, this, this compounds them. Absolutely. Know, so. Cost of living crisis. Um, you know, it's just so, there's just so much. Uh, it's a good example of why elections matter. Just saying, as someone who <laughs> campaigned for Professor Collins, who <laughs> uh, I have no doubt would have um, been able to to lead our city uh, last night. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm glad you didn't say it would have been better than Wayne Brown because that bar is incredibly low. Yeah, it's low. Um, no, I mean even, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we we saw leadership last night, just not from the mayor. Yeah, that's all yeah. I say. Yeah, and, and this is like we're incredibly lucky that there are so many councillors and local boards. Um, members who are so onto it, who, who really do care about the communities. And like, to be fair, this is across the spectrum as well. You know, like it's mm. not, it's not just like the people yeah. that we usually support. Absolutely. Um, like Desley Simpson, very, very right wing uh, counselor. She, she, I think she was, um, she showed leadership last night. Um, she declared the state of emergency. Yeah. She was the mayor. <laughs> not a thing that only certain parts of our political fabric do, you know, it's, the opportunity was there, um, and yeah, uh, abject failure. Anyways, yeah. what else can we say? We've <laughs> got to go survey the damage now. We'll know more in the next uh, like twenty four hours or so, as as the response comes together. Hopefully, we don't get quite the volume of rainfall. Pray for us. Um, that we had over the last like over Friday night, um, and Saturday morning. There like multiple suburbs are without. Water Power and water. Yeah. yeah. Um, some are like have their main road shut off. There are slips. A second like cloudburst of, of that magnitude would would make things a lot worse. So it's scary, yeah, because there is supposedly more rain. I'm I mean, we're just hoping that um by the, if it does rain, that by the time it rains it the the other <laughs> moisture has cleared off um and that we'll be okay. Um surely Mother Nature I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> it's scary. It was just scary. I mean, I was in an apartment, so I wasn't scared for myself, but yeah, I was scared for for people last night. Yeah, and um, my poor mum in Tauranga, she she wasn't scared for herself, but she was watching the news, just like live tweeting, not tweeting me, live messaging me, just like yeah. Oh scary um yeah so um we actually have two new classes of people now people who live on hills and people who don't <laughs> like, just like feudalism people who live in apartments people who don't yeah, yeah, yeah apartment yeah. living you know yeah this is why we need those density that's why we need the so density leave the bottom one empty yeah leave the bottom one empty <laughs> so as for the river um what do you think we can expect um in terms of political leadership uh, over the next uh, little while in response to this hey look um I do have some confidence in in this government in terms of their ability to manage a crisis. They've, you know, demonstrated that uh, previously. Of course, we don't have um, Jacinda 
so whether it was literally her, I, I, I would doubt that very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll see. Um, you know, as Thomas Calhoun uh, very cynically pointed out last night in the middle of all the flooding, this is going to be a real test of Chris Hipkins, um, particularly in a city that's leaning blue. So, um, you know. Yeah. There's the definitely gallery, is very like the press gallery have a brain disease, um, you know, to tweet that in the middle of like our city being underwater. But anywho, it's about perception, Justine. I, I think you're fine. It's, all just it's, about the it's not about the reality of people's lives being destroyed. Um, yeah. It's it's how they present themselves and how they how much they look like leaders. I think if the general public really knew how these people thought. And the cynicism that they approach the world. I well, mean, this stuff I, doesn't come out. Like, no. we only see this stuff because we follow these people on social, right? Well, that, like, that's what's so great about Twitter is you see behind the veil and what you yeah. see is disgusting. Anyways, um, but, I'd, but you know, he's not wrong. It's Well, he's not wrong that it's a test of the PM. What he was, what was disgusting is that is like he can only think in those terms. The human, the devastation, the tragedy, the toll of this event is completely out of his mind and sight because he's sorry, Thomas Calhoun. I was very disgusted by your like what you said last night. It was absolutely abhorrent. Um, just, and, then to, you know, and then and just to be clear, it wasn't a one-off. They he, no, he then got in fights they, with people in yeah. in the thread below it. Um, no, I to, mean to it's just so, it's, on that. it's it's the lack of human. It's really really uh confronting actually. yeah and i think it's like just one of the most frustrating things about a lot of political reporting is that there are this does have an effect like you know there are outcomes that occur um based on a, a particular kind of honesty about how you're reporting this stuff and if if it's all just imagery um for you if that's the if that's the frame that you take and you're just talking about like points gained and points lost mm. and it's on a, a made up like um public relations scale you're n you're not meeting the moment in any like in any situation let alone um during uh an era where we are going to have crisis after crisis mm. you they the political reporters absolutely need to understand the impact of political decision making and what that means not just like this person looks good in a suit you know that's how you end up with uh far right people being called dapper as the main like uh discussion about whether or not they should be in public like we we, we absolutely cannot have that um there yeah. there there's been a clear failure here it doesn't matter if they look good doing it or look bad doing it the outcome has been there's an impact in the in the real world um and that speaks for itself and that's what needs to be reported on totally not just whether oh wayne brown's done a fantastic job of uh cleaning up his public relations mess around this and has moved on from it yeah you know who hasn't moved on like the people two or three weeks from now who are still trying to find uh new residents yeah i mean the look look Aucklanders won't forget this. Aucklanders aren't going to forget this. So, no, I mean it's too, it's too. It, it, like, it's over. Like, it, it's a like Wayne Brown is over. Wayne Brown is over potty. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's been our flood update. Um, not really much more to cover. Um, <laughs> we're gonna maybe try and get into like what Hopkins is gonna gonna offer as prime minister and and what um. 
new policy he might have on the table, but I, I think that's probably gone out the window as well for now. Um, and yeah, we'll see what the next, um, what the rest of the weekend brings, uh, what happens next week with some of the kind of more major infrastructure damage, whether or not um, some of that can be stood up. Uh, you know, places out west, for example, have been told that's going to be maybe 48 hours um, for some of the power and water issues to be resolved, minimum. Uh, yeah, stay safe, everyone. Um, stay, stay safe, follow the advice, follow your local civil defence, follow their, follow the advice, please. Don't rely on the mayor. <laughs> Though there is a state of emergency now, so it will be um, the centralised emergency response team. So hopefully the response does um, improve from here. But um, so yes, yeah, stay safe. And uh, we've been told to to limit our travels. So just, yeah. Not that this is being released live, so I'm actually not sure why I'm telling people this. Anyways, this is very, this is just um, a good little podcast we'll look on back on in years after we've had, you know, a hundred of these a year and be like, hey, look at it, that was the first one. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. All right. Kekaha, uh, Auckland, we love you. Yeah, and, and thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, we'll be back next week. If we're no, we won't be washed away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll but yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, catch you later, everyone. Relentless routines, the dying embers of your dreams. Is the lie aspirational? Will you die keeping your glass half full? The relentless routines The dying embers of your dreams Is a lie aspirational Will you die keeping your glass half full? You don't hate your nation You hate nationalism